Well, the Lord's got his own way of doing things. So this morning, we always want to be listening to what the Spirit is doing and just say, okay. So today, it's wonderful, all those moves of the Spirit. Did God move in your heart? We had a lot of people respond. And I tell you, that's amazing. I am so privileged to be in this place today with all of you. And so uh, I, I don't know, I, I'm on a little bit of lack of sleep, but it's okay. And uh, you know how silly you can get. Hopefully I don't get too silly here, especially front row. I'll try to control myself if I could do that. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the series we're on and fear. And I'll tell you, it's one of the big, biggest weapons the enemy comes against his, of God's children is fear. And if you fight with that, that's okay. We all do. And so uh, some more than others. But I'm telling you, I, I hope in the series that we've done with fear that we're going to be able to, to find scripture, find way that we're, we're going to break through this. And we're going to see that his love, his perfect love does work in us, doesn't it? And it can't, when perfect love makes its home in you as a believer, that means fear must go. It says perfect love cast out all fear. And so it's not about you being perfect. It's not about you and your perfect love. Sometimes we just get angry at people, don't we? <laughs> it's not what we like to be loving, but sometimes it's difficult. It's not your love is perfect. It's not about your love. It's about his. And when you make that resonant in you, if your heart is opened up for his love, and then you become a channel. What is the two most important commandments? Love your Lord God, right? With all your heart, soul, mind, strength. And it says to love what? Your neighbor. And so by his love, we have a, a, a way to love others. And so fear can't be a part of that. Can fear and love work at the same time? Not the way he says. Not his love. There's no way fear can stay. So I don't know about you. There's, there's hope for us all. Is that good news? That there's hope for us all. I want to say this. If you are... I mean, get it. you got to know who you are, first of all. Let's just get that clear. If you're just trying to, to, okay, Lord, I know that I'm not supposed to be fearful, and you don't really understand who you are, then you're going to have trouble. you got, you got to know who you are. When you're born again and believer of Jesus Christ, you are a son of God, you get all kinds of benefits. And some of authority, you got ways to conquer, you're victorious. There's all kinds of good news for you. But you have to know something. If you are guaranteed, do you know that you're guaranteed? Isn't that good to know that the Holy Spirit's a seal of a promise from him? That you are a child of God, the Holy Spirit seals that? He, he guarantees that? I don't know about you, but I have warranty. Anybody had a warranty before on an item? You find out it don't, it don't cover that? <laughs> well, I thought it was a complete warranty. Well, that it doesn't cover. Okay, so that, that's not... When you think about get the word guarantee, some of us are like, well... My experience with guarantees and warranties aren't all that good. But I can tell you, in the word of God, the guarantee of God is absolutely good. It's truth. It's the truth. So if you're guaranteed, if you are guaranteed in God, who's guaranteed in God? Who's got the seal today? See, are, have you been stamped with the Holy Spirit? Have you been sealed in the promise? Who you are? I'm a child of God. I love that one song. If I'm a child of God, who, what, can, what can I fear? What, what fear has any place in me if I'm a child? If you are sealed, then fear will leave. It will flee. And I did some, you know, I know, creative G&G &G and F&F. &F. I thought I'd just really do something amazing here this morning. Sometimes we just need things like that, right? They come our way. Guaranteed. If you're guaranteed in God, then fear will flee. It has no place there. Has no ground there. We can keep it if we want, or we can say, you know what? There's no place in me. I am not going to take that thought and allow it to do anything to take me down a road of fear. I won't let it happen. 
Isn't that good news? That it's so, and I don't want perfect love. Let me just, perfect love casts out or drives out all fear. I, I, don't, I, just, I just love that scripture. It's very short, very sweet. Fear, and then also remember this. If, if you are guaranteed in Christ and you are in him and you're reading his word, you're growing in him, the fear of the Lord increases. The fear of God increases. Do you understand? The fear of man goes away. That's proof that the Spirit of God is in you. Can we say that if the Spirit of God is in me, say it to yourself, if the Spirit of God is in me, what, 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 flee, that means fear must flee. That's, just understand that right now. If you're dealing with fear, there's no place in you. Fear of man doesn't reside in you. There's no place there. So how do I stop thinking about it? So what, let's find out. Fear of God increases. Fear of God. That's what the Bible says. You want to look in the Old Testament, how many times it says fear God, fear the Lord? That's the only thing we need to be afraid of. Fear the one that can throw your body and soul into hell. Fear God, not man. It has no place in us. Well, we know there's the same famous scripture, John, 1 John 4, 18. It says, there is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out or casts out because fear, what? Involves punishment. The one who fears has not been perfected in love. Okay, so some work to be done. Who can say, well, there still need to be some work in me? Come on, right now. If you have fear that's rising up in you, is there still need to be some work done in you? Let's be honest. Okay, it says, has not been perfected. There's, there's a process, and it's not elimination. It's not all of a sudden mind, mind. Wouldn't it be awesome? You get saved, and the mind just starts thinking a different way. Wouldn't it be awesome? Yeah, I'm not afraid of that. That's not going to be part of my life. That's done. Wouldn't it be awesome if that just came to you like this? <laughs> Open my head, pour it in. It's not like that. It's perfected. It's, it's brought to maturity. It's brought to a level that the more and more I fear God, I know his word is true, and these things are not part of my life, you work towards it. It's a practice towards it. His love is guaranteed. I love it because he won't give up on you. I love that part. Perfect love, him and me, I know on that pathway that I'm going to be victorious in this. I am not going to step back. You see? It's good news. And we don't have to, oh, Lord, I did it again. How many people just fall back? How many people say this? This is, well, Lord, I put it on the altar, and I left it there, and then I had to, just for a moment, pick it up. How many people will say, God, I give it to you, and they find themselves the next day, they have it back? Did you give it back to me, God? I thought I gave it to you. How many people struggle with that today? Just be honest. How many people struggle with laying it down? Temptations, now, let's not get this confused. That, that's not in the same category. The Bible says to throw it off. It actually says if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. We're not dealing with the same thing here. But fear is, an, is a voice of the enemy, you see? It's a voice that continues to talk to you and continues to tell you what, you, what you're not and how you handle things. brings up past experiences. That's a lie. That will we work towards to victory over sin cut it off that needs to go it's not in the same category but let's go on it says i love the story in jeremiah how much time we we had an interesting day and i don't want to go over maybe there's some stuff i can do for next week i'm gonna okay all right jeremiah one four remember if you are guaranteed i i love these screens open your heart today 
and receive the word. Okay? I say, open your heart today and receive this word. Jeremiah 1, it, it hits home. You've got to know who you are when you're born again in him. It says here, now the word of the Lord. Isn't that good news? Isn't it good that he speaks? The word of God speaks. And you open the Bible, there's the word of God speaks to you. Oh, I love it. The power of words. Man, I don't think we got the power of words. The word of the Lord came to me, being Jeremiah, saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. Now meditate on it, just for a moment. That's God's word. He speaks this over Jeremiah. He speaks this over you. Before you were born, before you were even formed in the womb of your mother, he knew you. Isn't that humbling? Isn't it awesome to know God knew me? Even before I did anything, even before I was even exposed to the light of this world, he knew me. That's who you are. He has consecrated. He has set you aside. He has, he has made you a part of a bigger plan that you've, ever, you've never even understood. He has consecrated to be a prophet, to be a speaker of him, of his word to the nations. It's just not Jeremiah. If you are, guarantee me. Listen, open your heart to the word. It says Jeremiah 6 then. Then I said, alas, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak because I am a youth. Boy, I want the youth convention. We've been doing, how many years did we do this already, honey? Wow, we started ministry back. Yeah, it is. 16 years at least. 18 maybe. We've been going to youth convention for 18 years. We might, did we miss any? I don't know. <laughs> it rocks me out. Here's, here's, can I tell you a disappointment? One, I see those who know who they are. And I see those who are clueless. They just follow the pack. It's the same. It, I, I, it's hard because it's, they don't know. They don't understand. They struggle. They, they come to the altar. They cry their eyes out because they don't understand what God speaks over them. Speak over your children today. If you've got kids in your house, Speak the word over them. They must know who they are. Don't let them stumble. Don't let them struggle. Speak truth over them. Encourage them. Discipline them, yes. Find those areas that you need to you know, help them and guide them in immaturity. But please speak over your children. As soon as the doctor hands you a son or daughter into your arms, you speak truth over them. If you're not teaching God's word in your house, you will be accountable to that one day. Please listen to me. If you have a child in your arms, speak the word over them. Pray together. Encourage them. Let them know that God loves them, that they're proud of them. I mean, this is so imperative that we do this. But the Lord said, I love this, but the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And all that I command you, you shall speak. I've sat down with many families in the struggle to make things work. 
right now, there's families in this place that you're struggling to communicate, struggling to, to come together and, and to show what family is. You are confusing your children. They, they need to see what God, they need to taste what God is. They, they need to know there's a purpose for them. Not, not the fit in your family that you've messed up. But they got to know God has a plan for them. Even through your mess-ups. Don't be so arrogant not to apologize to your children. Don't think you have it together and let pride take you far from God. Your teaching must be teaching that they can eat and, and understand. God says, I, I speak this. Doesn't matter age. Doesn't matter about how young you are. He has got a commandment for your children. He has a word for them. And you better not mess it up. Now listen to me. It's not like I'm perfect at this. But I'll tell you what I do when I know I've done wrong. I make it right to my kids. Make it right to my wife. When God speaks to me his word and I'm wrong, I make sure I make it right. I'm not perfect. I don't want to mess up what he speaks over my children. You see, Jeremiah needed spoken over. If you know the story about Jeremiah and the weeping prophet and all that he did and no one listened, all the help he needed, God spoke into him. That plan never changed. His plan for your children and you has never changed. If you're speaking a different language in your house, you better get it right. You better go before God, and you better be ready to, to maybe you, some of you need to go to your children and right now apologize to them the way you've been. Show them how the love of God is, what it means to make, show them what forgiveness is. Let them forgive you for your actions. Some of the kids I saw at the altar were so confused about life because no one took the initiative at their house to teach them. They struggled. They want Jesus badly, but they're so confused about what a father is. They don't know how to love him. They're trying to prove something. They make mistakes. They fall to the altar. They cry their eyes out. They, they, they get together and they pray for each other because they're so confused because parents aren't doing what God says you must do. He speaks a language. You better speak the same language to your children. And it hurts when you don't. If it doesn't hurt and you find yourself, well, you know, it should hurt when the Holy Spirit speaks to you about your wrongness. And you better be on the same path. That's just being honest with you today. Because I've, I've done mistakes. And yet I know he spoke it over my children. Do you know that? He spoke the same language over them. And if you're speaking a different one, there's a millstone with your name on it. And there's a sea that you'll be cast into. That should scare you, and it scares me. Do not hinder these little ones that come unto me, it says. Do not hinder them. If you're speaking a different language, you're confusing them. You're hindering them. Let them come to me. Do not hinder them. Better the millstone be tied around your neck and cast in the sea. Listen to me. Fear God. Fear God, not man. Don't fear about what will happen to you and your position at the home. Don't fear God. Don't, I mean, don't fear man. Fear God. I would be deathly afraid of that. 
and what his word speaks. Your children are your, is God's inheritance. And I take that very seriously. Those kids in that room back there, those kids over there mean a great deal to me. And I, I hope that God continues to speak truth in us, that we become better parents to our kids. Let's go on. Jeremiah also, do not be afraid of them, meaning the people of the world. Do not be afraid of them. Even though you're young, even though you're young, don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of them. For I am with you to deliver you. That's good news. For I, the Lord declares, am with you to deliver you. Then the Lord stretched out his hand and he touched his mouth, Jeremiah's mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. <laughs> Who had experience like that before? When he touches your mouth with coals and you speak his word, you see, some of you have gone to people today and you've prayed for them. And when you've reached down and prayed for them, the word of God came to you like this. You knew. You knew God was speaking. And you were completely obedient to that. Lord, whatever you're saying. See, some of us live in fear that we don't even speak truth anymore. We call it love. We don't speak truth. You know what that means? You're lying. So we must speak truth in love. Truth does not always sound nice. Sometimes it's very direct. But if you love somebody, speak truth in love. If you see someone right now that's, that's hindering, just not sure, what you start speaking truth of God into them. Let them know. Jeremiah says this. He says he knew you. You know that? He knew you. Go up and find somebody. He knew you before you were born. He formed you in a mother's womb. He knew you. And then he spoke, he spoke a prophecy in you. He spoke a message in you. You know, you weren't a mistake. You right now might feel that you are. You've never been a mistake. Every single person he forms in the womb. That's why abortion's wrong. You see, every person he does in the womb, he speaks into that. He knows them. And then... We're born into this world, and so many times we're confused. Sometimes we see things that don't line up to God's word. Sometimes it's like, no, that's not what I believe God's saying, and it doesn't make sense, and Lord, I'm just not sure. And then we get confused, and then we don't have strength of the word spoken. We don't speak enough word into us. We don't have enough people that care enough to go to you and say, you know what? You're wrong here. God's word says this. I want to help you. I love you. You see, this is a different path. Some of you need to take different paths today. Yes, you make Jesus Lord of your life, but you choose a different path. You choose his. You make him Lord. And he will love you, show you the best ever. If you've given your life to Christ, he speaks new truth, doesn't he? Everything's different. And we walk down in the, in the courage of knowing we're, we're God's children. He's spoken in me. How many people know that he's spoken to you? He spoke a word over you. He loves you that much. Even before you saw light in a in a hospital, before you even saw light, he knew you. To me, that is such a promise to us today. We cannot lose this. He says in Jeremiah 1.10, See, I have appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms. Listen to what he says you can do. Boy, this is so powerful. You've got to know who you are. You see, fear doesn't know. Not only place, he has no, fear has no place in you. None. You gotta know who you are. See, I have appointed you 
Who's, who's done that? Who, who appointed you? If God is for you, who's against you? You see, he appointed you this day over the mountains, or the nations, I should say, and over the, the kingdoms of this world. Over. Are we afraid of government that's doing wrong things? Are we afraid of any nation that has threatened with nuclear bombs and, and North Korea and saying these things and, and, and you know, all these things going on? You think, oh, God, what, we, some of us just say, oh, God, just come back. It doesn't line up with that scripture. He is coming back, though. We have, there's not nation or kingdom that has more authority than you. Not one. I have appointed you this day over. Over. How many people say over? Over. Over. You're not under. You're not under. You're over. Any kingdom or nation on earth. You're over. I like that. That, that makes me feel that it, it doesn't matter. Okay, I, I respect my authorities in places, my police officers, those who, that God puts in order, and I, I'll obey what they say. But I, I have never been, oh, nothing's over me. There's no government over me. There's no kingdom over me. You see, I've been appointed over. I like that. To pluck up, to break down, to destroy or overflow, to build and to plant. What does that mean to you today? That's written for you. That's what he speaks over you before you're born. He speaks that over you. What is it in your life? What do you need to pluck up? What do you need to break down? What do you need to destroy? What do you need to overthrow? You see, this is yours. This is your word. You see, there's nothing. Remember, no kingdom, no nation over you. You have been appointed. You have been appointed ruler over as God's children. This should get you excited. You see how, where can fear enter that? You see, it is, you've got to know who you are. You've got to know what God speaks over you. You've got to be able to speak the same thing over your kids. There's a generation needs to hear who they are. And when they understand who they are, they're over, not by arrogance. We're still under the king, don't we? The majesty, the one who can throw your soul and your body into hell. We're still fear God. But he says, no, no, no. Let me speak to you as my friend. You see, I put you over, Mariah, I put you over nations, over nations and kingdoms, over. You have the power to pluck up, to break, to break down, to destroy those things that try to overflow, overthrow you. You have the power God gives you. And to build, build your family, plant the seed of God, plant the seeds in people. Your family especially, your boys, your girls at home, plant the seed in them and watch the spoken word of God that's always been spoken into them come out. It's like birth to come out of them. And you can see, I rejoice. I rejoice when I see this church move into positions of authority to do the things God's called them to do. I saw it at, youth, at, at their youth convention. I saw our team. I saw others praying. There's authority given they're seed planting, they're harvesting, they're, they're plowing, whatever God, because there's no kingdom over me. There's no ruler over me. I am going to plant. There's nothing that's going to stop me. I'm going to sow the seed of God. I'm a prophet to the nations. Man, Jeremiah, I thank God for his story. I thank God that he wrote it down and said, this is what I spoke over him, and yet he never saw one fruit from that. But he knew what God said. Was there fear in that heart? No fear. He wept over his people that they would not listen. Wept. 
because he knew what God said was true. Do you know it? What do you need to pluck up today? What do you need to pluck up out of your garden, in your house? What do you got to pluck up and throw out? Today, there's going to be some things need to be plucked up and break down. What do you need to break today? Who's got chains? Who needs to break things in your house? Oh, there's just depression in my home. Break it. Oh, there's depression. I just feel what this time of year, this, you know, I just get really dead. Break it. Pluck it up. There's no kingdom of rulers over you. No nations over you. Destroy it, throw it down to build and to plant. What do you need to do today? Take a picture of that with your phone. What do you need to do? Look at those three things at the end. He spoke this, spoke it over you. Find out what he needs you to do with it today. Go home and say, Lord, what do you need? What do I need to, what do I need to pluck up? Do it. This is his word. He spoke it over you. Father, thank you, Lord, for your guarantee. I'm starting to understand warranty now. I'm understanding what guarantee is me. Low I low, Lord, there's times I fell short because I did, I did not fully understand. But God, thank you for the guarantee. Thank you that the Holy Spirit marks that on me. You seal it with me. And I thank you, God, you spoke it over Jeremiah. I think I can read it and be encouraged by it. I believe this word is for us today. I thank you, God, that you are Jesus, the lover of my soul. And Lord, you put me in a place of an apple of your eye. I don't understand that, but God, you love me that much. And Lord, you speak words. I pray that every person in this place would take their position at their house, in their home, at work, because no kingdom and no nation is over them. Father, I pray that they will learn to speak God's truth in love over every person they come in contact with. Those times that you put a divine appointment together, I pray, God, you speak the truth through them. You're a loving God. We love you so much. And we give you this day in Jesus' name.